0: Hi, I'm Aaron from the Files Obscura podcast. Along with Vlad
1: and Cece, we cover a variety of dark or obscure topics sure to pique your curiosity. We welcome you to join our conversation each week, whether we talk about theories to an unsolved case or speculate and discuss on more broad questions in life, such as future tech, the paranormal, or dark parts of your psyche. You can find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to stay up to date, consider following our Twitter and Instagram page, or join our Discord group. We can't wait to see you there!
0: Hi everybody, this is Crystal.
2: This is Jane.
0: And I'm Elle and welcome back to alternative interests. We have Jane coming back again this week. Last week she was just kind of a bystander. This week she is actually going to be presenting a case to us, so that's going to be fun. I love how you called her a bystander. Well, I mean, she was she contributed quite yeah. a bit. She gave you some fun questions last week. So fun. Um but yeah, we're going to hear about a case from Jane, so Jane can kind of take it away now. Okay, so I wanted to talk about Elisa Lamb
2: because I was talking to Crystal about. She knows that I like conspiracies and whatnot, and this one is. It's um, suicide slash murders slash government conspiracy possible type of case so
0: so actually before we get started Elle have you seen the really famous video that goes with this case
1: I have not I'm actually very intrigued so she's just messing around by the elevator like you see
2: you saw her like jumping in and out of the elevator and like doing weird stuff with her hands and and whatnot yeah okay okay that's like the basic like what you need to see from it okay Okay. So Elisa Lam was born April 30th in 1991 in Vancouver, Canada, uh, which is BC, like right across the border of Washington, sort of. Her parents had emigrated from Hong Kong to Canada and they opened a restaurant in Burnaby, which is a suburb of Vancouver. She was a student at University of British Columbia. But she didn't register for 2013. So just, by the way, this happened in the beginning of 2013. She didn't register in the beginning of 2013. I also couldn't find, like, what exactly she was doing at the university. Like, I don't know what her major was or anything. Okay. Yeah, I I looked, and I didn't really find any solid information on what she was doing there.
1: what you semester I guess what year would she have been if you even found that
2: so so she went on vacation in January of 2013 so Mm -hmm. she hadn't registered for that year yet Mm -hmm. and later on I have some like theories as to why she didn't register but nobody had that information like it just said that she was a student there and then she hadn't registered yet for that current semester so she wanted to go on vacation so she left for her vacation in january of 2013 traveling by bus and train down the west coast her first stop was um in san diego and there's i guess she posted she had a tumblr page
1: fun yeah and she tumblr
2: yeah she took pictures of herself like at the zoo in san diego and stuff like that and um she called home every day like at, at I don't know, like in the afternoon or whatever, she called home every single day to her parents and her family and, like, just, you know, told them how her trip was going. And she would, like, gather gifts and stuff for
1: them. So she went by herself? Yeah. Okay. Bad idea number one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So she left San Diego. And then on January 26th, she arrived in Los Angeles and she stayed at the Cecil Hotel. Have you heard of that hotel before?
1: No, actually.
2: Okay. So, the Cecil Hotel is actually the hotel that the um, American Horror Story hotel season is based off of that hotel because a lot of weird stuff happened there. So, I want to talk about the hotel for a minute, like as a side note. Mm -hmm. So, the Cecil Hotel opened in 1927 as like a business hotel. So, like a place where people could go and like business do
1: business (laughs) air quotes
2: yeah business so the hotel had 600 guest rooms and cost a million dollars to complete in 1927 and i put that into like just a basic inflation calculator online and um if that hotel was built today it would have cost 14 million 967 578 dollars so like 15 million dollars to
0: make this hotel so I know i've talked about my job a little bit. I haven't gone into specific details (laughs) um, I actually work in new construction a little bit and We built a new property that was 50 units for I want to say 13 million dollars and while that sounds like a lot of money, a 600-room hotel for $13 million, fourteen, fifteen million $15 million in today money, that actually sounds like a lot of skimped corners to me, <laughs> <laughs> just based on the construction that I have done.
2: You just said it cost $13 million to make one that had, what, 50 rooms? 60 rooms? Yep. Okay, so... all All right right. (laughs) (laughs) that's actually i didn't know that uh, because i was sitting there and i did the inflation calculator and i was like ah, damn that's a lot of money but i guess not
0: (laughs) well so i don't i don't know if building a hotel i mean a 600
1: room hotel i would think it would also depend on the area the land the land, the area that it's going up and like the county and stuff because In comparison, I know California is really expensive, so I'm kind of surprised that it's that low, too, a little bit. Like, I was expecting a lot more, but it is really expensive here in Washington, too, so I would assume...
2: Well, we'll talk about the area that it's in, too. so. Um, Within five years of the hotel's opening, because it it opened in 1927, uh, the Great Depression happened. So it maintained its status as like one of the better hotels in the area until about the 1940s. But in the late 1940s and onward, the area is uh, what we now refer to as Skid Row. Bun. Yeah. That's a so lovely name. In the late 40s, it was reported that up to about 10,000 transients lived within a four mile radius of the hotel.
1: That sounds like the best hotel to
2: be at. That is a lot of homeless people in a very small area. Have you been to Utah? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> By the 50s, the hotel was known as like an actual on and off residence for some of the transients in the area. Mm -hmm. Like they would stay there when they could, you know? Oh, yeah. And then around that time, the hotel started to become known as the Suicide Hotel.
1: Now, real quick, so I like kind of, I don't know if you're going to get into this, but if you said it was kind of based off, well, the american horror story hotel season was based off this hotel itself yeah so did the person who owned it kill people no
2: ah, okay sorry Dang it. <laughs> I there got was really no for a second. vampire lady that um owned the hotel that unfortunately makes, that makes me really sad actually <laughs> i'm about to make you more sad no. because i am literally going to list off the crimes Uh, that happened in this hotel, because I want you to tell me if you hear a pattern happening here. Oh, okay. So the first suicide at the hotel was reported in 1931, when a guest completed suicide by poisoning himself after checking in with a fake name. Okay. 1932, a guest at the hotel completed suicide via gunshot wound to the head. All right. 1934, a guest completed suicide by slashing his own throat with a razor. 1937, a guest fell out of a ninth-story window and landed on telephone wires, which wrapped around her body, and then she died at the hospital. 1938, a resident who had been staying at the hotel for several weeks jumped from the top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building. 1939, a guest completed suicide by ingesting poison. 1940, a guest ingested poison and was reported to be near death, but no further reports were made to determine if she actually died. Nobody knows if she actually died. They just know that she tried to kill herself by poisoning herself. 1944, a guest was staying at the hotel in a room with her boyfriend. Okay, this one is outside the pattern that I'm trying to establish, but I thought that it was an interesting story. 1944, uh, this lady was staying at the hotel with her boyfriend. Um, And she went into labor in the middle of the night (laughs) and um, it wasn't clear. There was conflicting stories, but it wasn't clear if she either didn't know that she was pregnant or if just her boyfriend didn't know that
1: she was pregnant. I want to say maybe it's her boyfriend because I feel like if you're pregnant enough to go into labor, there's a show about that called I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. I feel like you really have to be not in tune with your body.
0: I actually know a girl. Oh, no. Who was pregnant, skinny as a rail, didn't know she was pregnant because she continued having periods.
1: That is the worst pregnancy ever.
0: Yeah. So she didn't know she was pregnant until she literally started going into labor. She went to the hospital because she was like, something is seriously wrong. And then, boop, she had a baby.
1: But, like, she didn't, did she gain weight at all? I mean, as much as. Like, five pounds. Okay,
2: so, um, yeah, she either didn't know she was pregnant, which, you know, it happens, but it's rare, Yeah, but she didn't know she was pregnant, and or her boyfriend didn't know that she was pregnant, so she was like, well, shit. So she went <laughs> in the bathroom, had her baby in the bathroom in the middle of the night, and then she was like, what do I do? Was so, he sleeping the whole time? I guess so. What? I guess so. That was now she she claims that she thought the baby was stillborn and uh, i'm sorry to her but like i don't know about that i think if you ask me like in my opinion i think she just didn't want the kid because she uh threw the kid out the window what yeah and um the baby landed on the roof of a nearby building
1: That's disgusting. And really sad. So, Why didn't we say trigger warning before? (laughs) Should I have? Oh, God. Sorry. One second. No. Uh, no. Mm Nope.
2: She did go to trial for murder, but she was found not guilty by reason of insanity.
1: I mean, I feel like you have to be insane to do that.
2: Whether the baby was stillborn or not, I feel like you'd have to be insane to do that. that, that,
1: To throw a baby. Yeah enough so how how close were these buildings were they like really close it didn't or were... say i mean so if you look at a
2: picture of the building it's like on a strip like on the yeah on the road. so all the buildings are kind of like touching each okay. other okay so
1: because i was thinking like at least a uh, alleyway distance apart from the other building so i was like i'm gonna sound horrible i was thinking she really would have had to chuck it wouldn't she oh no <laughs>
2: But yeah, never mind. It, didn't, it didn't say like which building the baby landed on,
1: or okay. Well, you know. um, let's let's move back on back to the reader. um,
2: you know, various deaths at this hotel. Okay, so that was in 1944 that that happened. Okay, 1947, a guest uh completed suicide by jumping out of a seventh story window. Mm -hmm. Also in 1947, Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, was seen drinking at the bar inside the hotel in the days leading up to her death.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
2: 1954, a guest completed suicide by jumping out of a seventh story window and landing on the marquee after checking into the hotel under a fake name. Okay. 1962, a guest completed suicide by jumping out of an eighth story window. Later in 1962, a guest jumped from a ninth-story window and landed on a pedestrian, (laughs) killing them both. Police actually originally thought that they jumped out the window together, but then it was determined that the pedestrian had his hands in his pockets uh, when he died. So, like, you're not going to jump out a window with your hand in your pockets. And also, the type of shoes he was wearing... I guess like would have fallen off from his feet. Oh, okay. If he had fallen from that distance, but he was still wearing his shoes when he died. So like
0: the next time (laughs) you say you're at the wrong place at the wrong time, (laughs) I want you to think about this (laughs) because it is never gonna be this bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I at least if you're jumping out of buildings, make sure nobody's below you. That sounds horrible, but at least don't take somebody out with you.
0: I think if you're suicidal and you're planning on completing it via jumping out of a building. This is a great spot to do it. Well, that and (laughs) your first thought is not the people below you.
1: Maybe I'm just considerate.
2: (laughs) You did say that you were overly polite. So, (laughs) you know. Okay, so in 1964, um, a hotel worker found a guest dead in her room. Um, Poisoning? It was determined that she had been stabbed, beaten, and raped in her room, and mm. her room looked like it was ransacked, like someone was trying to rob her, and I didn't put her name down on here because I just, I didn't put anybody's names down on this list, but uh, and I, I should have, because she was a radio personality, I believe. Okay. But a, a couple hours after her death, a man was found walking through a nearby park. that, And it was actually the park that this lady used to go feed birds at all the time. Like, people knew her as, like, the lady that fed birds in this park. Okay. Um, This man was found a couple hours after her death walking through that same park with bloodstained clothes. Um. That's but suspicious. her her murder remains unsolved, um, because they couldn't connect him to the crime. And um, I put a note in here. If they couldn't connect him to the crime, then who the fuck did he murder? Because why is he just walking around with bloodstained clothes? I it's don't.
1: the uh, new style, didn't you know? That was yeah. what was in I, in nineteen sixty four.
2: That nowadays they they might have been able to connect him to a murder because back then this is in uh 64 back then they didn't have like the same you know dna technology and whatnot that we have now so i don't know all i know is that he was not connected to the crime and they still don't know who murdered her so yeah 1975 um a woman jumped from the 12th floor and this woman is unidentified because the name she checked in with was a fake name 1985, Richard Ramirez actually lived at the hotel for a short time and hunted his victims in the surrounding area. 1992, a man was found in the alley behind the hotel, and it is believed that he jumped, fell, or was pushed from the 15th story, but he was never identified. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of a long list, um, but that actually now brings us to the death of Elisa Lamb in 2013 so you could kind of see there was
1: um laundry list but wow. there was a
2: there was an interesting pattern there like most of those people either jumped or yeah were poisoned
1: yeah that's kind of what i was like jumped poisoned <laughs> yeah like all of them yeah
2: almost. there wasn't
1: too many not that way that's kind of
2: yeah which i don't know i don't know what that means and a lot of them had checked in under fake names as well.
1: Well, um, hmm. this is sad that I know this. Okay, so a lot of people, if they do go to those kind of places to commit suicide, um, a lot of them, there. there's a lot more jumping than I would expect, but it was way early, like yeah. back in the day. And maybe people just really didn't think about that but i know if people go to places like that a lot of them do do it by poison or like they overdose in some way yeah so there is a lot of jumping though so but
2: yeah all you know at at the same hotel some of them even from like the same floor yeah it's just i don't that's probably coincidence but that was the list of you know why they now call it the suicide hotel and um because of that the hotel actually changed its name mm-hmm. uh to Stay on Main Stay on Main yeah and uh it's changed hands a few times as well you know but um anyways so that's that's the hotel that she was staying at okay good choice yeah so um a lot of people were mentioning that that she probably chose that hotel because she's like a young traveling student she probably just didn't have a lot of money to stay you know, somewhere nicer, I guess. So whatever her reasoning, that's where she was staying. So um, her original room that she was staying in was a shared room on the fifth floor. Like she didn't know the people that she was staying in this room with. It was kind of like part of the hotel I gathered was like a hostel. Like they just, people shared rooms.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yes, I know places like that, but I think they're more normal in europe rather than the u.s no you'd be surprised how many are in the u.s
0: actually really yeah um when i went to a few years ago i did a trip from new york city to philadelphia to dc Mm -hmm. and we stayed at a hostel in philadelphia how was that
1: was it nice at least i don't know every time i picture them i picture the horror movie yep
0: (laughs) um (laughs) I mean it was a dorm. We didn't really leave our stuff. We only stayed there for one night. It was basically a pit stop for us on our way to DC. Okay. But yeah, I would have preferred a private room, but and it was definitely like not cheap. Like an Airbnb would have been cheaper. But I didn't know about that back then.
2: Yeah, I was going to say Airbnb wasn't really a thing Ye- back then, right? No, when you went?
1: There was in 2013, I don't think there was any really airbnb
2: that's like a relatively newer thing i feel like after being in this room for two days um or you know sleeping in this room for two days with these people they actually complained about her and they asked the hotel to move her just out of their room um because they said that she was exhibiting strange behavior
1: Strange behavior, as in
2: yeah, they like I couldn't find any specifics on what exactly they meant by that. They just said that she was really weird and they were uncomfortable with her in the room. Was was she always like? Does she have a history of being strange? Or so she actually was diagnosed bipolar, um, but that didn't come out until later on because so she's asian right her parents are from hong kong and um like crystal and i know this like firsthand it's kind of like a cultural thing that like like unfortunately like you know certain cultures either you know don't believe so much in mental illness or they're ashamed by it or whatever so her family had kept this hidden for a while so like A lot of people that knew her even personally, like didn't really know that she was bipolar and she was taking medication for it. And so she had it like pretty under control. She was actually taking four medications that were prescribed to her. Oh, yeah. So when you're bipolar, uh, it's recommended that you take, um, what is it? An antipsychotic, an antidepressant and like a mood stabilizer or something.
1: It's a laundry list yeah
2: like all together you're supposed to take them all together um and so she was doing like really well yeah. with it according to like you know people
1: that knew her so did she like run out maybe that's why she was acting Let's talk about that later oh, okay so yeah no, so right
2: so they moved her into her own room so this brings us to january 28th so she she got there on the 26th right mm-hmm. and then by the 28th they moved her into her own room there's not, like, a lot of information on, like, what she did in the meantime. Like, you know, as she was, because she was on vacation, right? So, like, we do know that up until, you know, this point, like, she was calling home every single day, and they didn't, like, her parents didn't say anything about her acting strangely when she was calling home on these yeah. days. Um, And then there's, there's also not really a lot of information about what, she did between the 28th and the 30th um, because she actually the 30th or the 30 there's 31 days in January (laughs) yes Yes. okay the 31st is the last day that she was seen alive okay on the 31st Elisa went to a bookstore nearby where the manager had described her as outgoing and lively and recalled talking to her about like what books she was buying and stuff like that the bookstore that she went to was called the last bookstore.
1: Coincidental.
2: Yeah, I think that's like weird. She was supposed to have checked out of her room on the 31st, but she didn't check out. And then she also didn't call her family on that day. So they were immediately like alarmed because she called them every single day and she didn't call them. So they immediately called LAPD and told them that she like something was wrong and then they also flew down to la like right away to help look for her so police searched her room and the hotel hallways with dogs to try and pick up her scent and her scent was picked up at a window that led out to the fire escape um but once they got on the roof the dogs couldn't trace her scent so it was kind of like a dead end
1: yeah
2: um On the February 15th is when the police released the video footage from the hotel from early morning hours of uh, February 1st. That's the video that we had you watch of her like in the elevator. Yeah. And um, that footage just raised a lot of questions with the public because like you saw like she was acting kind of
1: weird. She was actually very weird. Yeah.
2: So if anybody hasn't seen the video, in the video, it's it's video from inside the elevator and you can kind of see the hallway like directly right outside the elevator. So she jumps in and out of the elevator um, she peeks out of the elevator like like kind of like she's looking for somebody chasing her or like, yeah. like she's trying to look out of the elevator without being seen.
1: Yeah. And one of the things I thought was really weird, even just like at the beginning, was that she decided to hit all the buttons.
2: Yeah. So... She, a lot of people saw the, the video and they thought that she was trying to play the elevator game. Have you, do you know about that?
1: Like if you hit all the buttons, then it. No,
2: no. So, so <laughs> the elevator game is this thing that like, I, I seen it like a lot on Reddit and stuff like that. Um, Supposedly, if there's this game that you can play where you go to like a big like public type of building, like whether it be like a big, like office business type building or a hotel or something with like a lot of floors. And then you hit the buttons in the elevator, like in a certain sequence and go to floors in a certain sequence. Apparently, it takes you to another dimension. And there's two reasons why I don't believe that that's what she was doing.
1: I. Don't think it is either because you can really see that she just hits the.
2: She just hits a bunch of random buttons. Some of the buttons she hits the, the same button repeatedly. Yeah. Like, and also, like, I'm sorry to anybody that believes in the elevator game, but um, I think it's stupid and not real. So <laughs> I don't think that's what she was doing.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, really, maybe she was just really impatient. And she was just trying to get the door to close.
2: Some people thought that too. Like some people watched it and thought maybe like the elevator was like malfunctioning or something and she was just trying to get it to close. And she's like looking out to be like, why is this elevator not working kind of thing? But,
1: but if you really look at it, that's kind of what I was wondering. Why isn't the elevator closing? <laughs> right.
2: Another thing about the elevator video, though, is that she she's acting weird. Right. And it's not just... She keeps peeking out and she jumps in and out of the elevator. She's doing stuff with her arms and hands in the elevator video where she's like doing weird like things with her fingers. And she she's like rubbing her forearms together and she's like flapping her arms around. My whole thing about the elevator video is that I think that's evidence of her having either a manic episode or like a psychotic break. Because those are symptoms of of like having a panic yeah. episode is like, you know, yeah. doing weird stuff with your appendages. So <laughs> yeah. That's that's the main reason why I bring up the elevator videos because those are some theories people had. But that's my thing, is that I think
0: that she was having some kind of break. There's a couple other things I wanted to mention too. Yeah. So it's specifically because Elle mentioned that the elevator door was not closing. Yeah. I actually found a Reddit thread about the Eliza Lamb, Elisa. I always call her Eliza. Elisa. Elisa Lamb case. Someone commented that based on the way the buttons are situated in that elevator, there are not enough buttons to coincide with the number of floors that that building has. There's speculation that every, every place you find this uh, video, the timestamp is actually blurred out. A lot of people think that this elevator is not a regular elevator. They think it's a service elevator for hotel staff. And that's why the door wouldn't shut because the timers on service doors are way longer. They're meant to stay open longer so that things can be loaded into the elevators. Mm -hmm. And that also explains why there are less buttons on the actual elevator doors. The other thing I'm going to bring up really quickly is... There has been a quote-unquote professional body language analysis done on Elisa's behavior. And the person who did the analysis, I'm just going to say it, it's full of shit. Because she says that... Alisa is acting like somebody flirting, someone in love, someone nervous about meeting a guy and she harps on it. Like she cannot let it go. That's all I'm going to say about it because bullshit. yeah, you can you can google it, you can look it up on YouTube and watch her analyze this video. I think it is 100% bullshit and we're not going to talk about it any more than that.
1: From the little bit that I saw, that doesn't seem accurate at all.
2: Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Um, Good old elevator also, stuff. this is where um, starts the theories of people thinking that she was murdered. Um, because at this point when they released this video, she still, nobody had found her yet. And it had been two weeks because she went missing 31st to, you know, the 1st. Yeah. Um, and this this video was released by the police on the 15th. And there's a about a whole minute in the middle of the video that is missing, like they didn't release. So I'm thinking that either, either they, they took out that minute because, you know, police will withhold information from the public, right? So that, because it's in the middle of an active investigation. So if there's something on that video that could possibly incriminate somebody Yeah. Later, like, you know, police will do that. They'll take that out. Or, or the police (laughs) took out that minute to try and hide themselves, stop from incriminating themselves.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: So Hmm. by the morning of February 19th, multiple guests at the hotel started to complain that the water...
0: Oh, lovely. Coming out of their
2: faucets was tasting and smelling really weird. Um, One guest actually complained. Yeah. One guest actually complained that the water from the faucet, like when she first turned the faucet on, came out black and then ran clear after it ran black. People were bathing in this water. People were drinking this water at the hotel. This
1: is disgusting.
2: Yeah. So the roof of the hotel had four 1,000-gallon water tanks um, on top of it, which supplied water to the whole hotel. That's all the guest rooms, the kitchen. There's a coffee shop in the hotel. Like, yeah. So, um... (sighs) Yuck. Okay.
0: My bean water. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, um, a hotel staff member went to the roof to check on the water tanks and found Elisa Lam's naked body floating face up inside one of the tanks.
1: That's gross.
2: Yeah. So the water tank had to be cut apart and drained in order to remove her body just due to the size of the um, maintenance hatch on the top was too small to get equipment to get her out that way. So they had to...
1: You just need to drain that anyway.
2: Yeah. So it's been argued that she couldn't have climbed in there by herself This is why people think she was murdered because she's like a small young lady you know mm-hmm. um people think that like oh that's a really big water tank and that she couldn't have opened that lid by herself but um somebody on reddit actually picked apart like what the dimensions and stuff are of um like those type of water yeah. tanks and stuff so, I'm not going to read this whole thing that I found, but basically, they had found that the thickest the thickest that those type of water tanks are made, like in an industrial setting is something like ten centimeters thick, yeah, and the weight, like the the heaviest that that lid could have possibly been because it was hinged was thirty one pounds, which isn't
1: that heavy at all but then again i don't know how much she works out
2: right so (laughs) it was 30 at at the heaviest that that lid could have been was 31 pounds yeah and there is actually a video of this tourist person like trying to like do their own little investigation or whatever and when when this guy it's on youtube when this guy goes up onto the roof Mm mm-hmm he sneaks up onto the roof the same way that it's assumed that she went, right? Because the dogs tracked her scent to the fire escape. Yeah. He goes up there and he points his camera at the the water tanks. And the water tank that she was found in, the lid was open. So either, you know, like it's 31 pounds. She could have potentially lifted that and got inside herself. Mm-hmm. Or the lid was already open because he went up there and the lid was already open when he went up there. You know, like, I don't know why they would just leave the lid open, but that doesn't seem. I felt like that was noteworthy because, I mean, it's possible that the lid was open on the day that she was in there.
0: I think I've also heard on a different podcast, and I don't remember which one it is, that they did a little bit of an analysis on how tall these things are and it seemed unlikely that she would be able to climb up there herself because of how tall they were
2: yeah there was that too i saw that in some places and then i also saw that there was a maintenance ladder like somewhere in the middle like between all of them i
1: was gonna say if there's a ladder i can see her being able to get up there anybody can climb a ladder but if there's not a ladder those things are like big yeah they're
2: they're they're like really big so, because it's a thousand gallons. Yeah. So, I'm not sure. That's why people are like, I even saw a theory being like, well, if she was in having like a, a manic episode or a psychotic break, like you know they have like, super strength when that happens, and I was like, mm.
1: I want to say super strength, but yeah,
2: I, a lot of people like that was on Reddit, and some guy said that and everybody was like, you're everybody's s- a doctor, you're so yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so. Some details about, like her autopsy and and how her body was found in this tank. Right? Yes, I mentioned, please. I mentioned she was naked. Yeah, and she was face up in in the tank. They found her clothes in the tank next to her, and um, her clothes had like a sandy substance, like all up, uh, like in them. Sandy. Yeah. Like, so like sand. So the roof of the hotel actually has a gritty substance that...
1: Um, kind of like a gravel? Yeah,
2: but okay. like thinner, like closer yeah. to like sand. Okay. Um, so that substance was found like all over her clothes. And it was determined that that's, it wasn't enough to be like... had If she had um, like just sat with her clothes on, like sat on the ground next to the tanks or something, it was like... A lot of people think that because of the amount of this like gritty substance was on and in all her clothes that her clothes were taken off before she went in the tank, obviously, because she was naked next to her clothing. But they think that somebody, whether it be her or somebody else, piled her clothes or dragged her across the roof.
1: Or maybe she was rolling around beforehand.
2: Maybe she was rolling around (laughs) up there, you know, (laughs) but. Her clothes had extensive contact with this greedy substance okay, so there get was... it all over in her clothing.
1: Okay, so it was all over the place, oh, slightly. Yeah,
2: like it was, her, her clothes were, like it was all in the wrinkles of the clothes and all that, so.
1: Would it stay in her clothes for well, that long? Well, her
2: clothes were like, if her clothes are like, like, if you imagine like her clothes were in like a bundle altogether, like just a pile of clothes, and they had this substance all over them. And then you just take that whole pile, pick it up all in one go and then just throw it in there.
1: I would think the clothes would spread and it being in water, it would slowly kind of come off the clothes.
2: I'm not a scientist, okay?
1: I just <laughs> do laundry. I <laughs> don't know. All
2: right, all I know is that it was all up in her clothes. Okay. In her autopsy, there's like a couple of of things that are like significant and I read Her entire autopsy from beginning to end. And it was very long. (laughs) There were a lot of words that I didn't know. And it took me a long time because I had to Google like all these big words, you know. Same. (laughs) But there was a quarter inch size abrasion on her left knee. Okay. That's the only external injury. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, she could have scraped her knee anywhere. It might not even be related. But. In terms of potential murder, her hyoid bone was intact, Okay. so she wasn't strangled. Um, There was no petechial hemorrhaging at all, like, you know, her eyes being bloodshot from being suffocated or anything, Mm -hmm. no evidence of that. There was so little blood in her body that not enough blood was able to be taken for uh, toxicology. They had to literally take the blood directly out of her heart. That's disgusting. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking that's just like a side effect of being in the water, the decomposition. Yeah.
0: So actually, I just read a study on NCBI this morning about human decomposition in water based on that article i read and i love ncbi because it's all peer-reviewed it's all highly scientific it's not speculation anytime i want to get information that i feel confident sharing and knowing is true i go to ncbi this study made it seem like blood loss during water decomposition is not something that typically happens
2: That's interesting because they had mentioned in the autopsy that there was excessive brown fluid removed from like her abdominal cavity. So I don't know. They didn't really say what that brown fluid was. So I'm wondering because I was thinking that I was like, why would she not have any blood? And I don't know myself enough about decomposition to know if that's normal or not.
1: I don't know too much about decomposition. Was she in there for the full? When was she found? Fifteen. She was found on the nineteenth. The nineteenth. She 19th. disappeared on the on the morning. So of the like first. Twenty ish days.
0: February nineteenth, though. What did I say? You said she was gone on the nineteenth. She went missing. Oh wait,
1: January. Probably. I keep.
0: Never mind. Disregard me. She went missing sometime. So it was twenty days. I'm yeah. Home. Yeah. It was about twenty. About twenty, 20 days. days.
2: So, um, so that's like a lot of decomposition. Also, gross. there was like someone went over like the the weather during that time. Yeah. And like, I guess it was pretty. It, it was warm.
1: California so, warm.
2: Yeah. And it was Los Angeles. She
1: was on the roof. Disgustingly warm, probably in those things. I, I mean, was, I, sorry.
2: It was it was January to February. So we're still in kind of winter times. Well, but it's still.
1: I was going to say, Um, I don't know 100 percent. how hot it gets i mean in those si- what are they technically called water silos type things i don't think it's big enough to be a silo but i was actually thinking
0: more like that water is treated it's not just water it's treated yeah. water which means there's chemicals in the water yeah
1: so i'm thinking just because of like because if those things do get like hot at all that might speed up the composition, Pro, I mean, like the body.
2: So the average temperature for the time that she was in that water tank was 75 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 24 Celsius. That's still hot. I mean, that's
1: hot to us. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hot in the men when you're chilling in a metal tank. Right. But that's cooler than body temp. Yeah, but what I'm saying is how hot was it in the tank?
0: like how hot was the water itself yeah
1: was it cool or was it i don't know how hot it gets in those things i
0: I don't think it would be hot because that's the water you're supplying to the building you don't cool water you heat water yeah and the heating is not happening in these tanks
1: i just don't know how they work i'm gonna look it up one day
0: so i mean that's what i'm saying is i I'd, I'd reasonably know how this stuff works because okay. i work in maintenance but
1: yeah So it would be the water that well, that's what I was thinking. Like, if the water got hot at all, this is what I'm saying, then the body composition would go take a like speed the process. I would think if it was in hot water, but if it the water's cool, then I guess I'm just like, okay, never mind.
2: There's a lot of factors that go into decomposition. So
1: I was just like, I was (laughs) questioning.
2: So, anyways, she was in there for 20 days, average temperature of 75 degrees a day. No blood she had no blood in her body besides brown goop brown goop in her abdominal cavity and uh they took the blood directly from her heart and i believe they took some samples from her liver because she was taking these uh prescribed drugs for her bipolar it was determined that she only took one of her bipolar drugs on the day that she died okay that's kind of weird yeah so And the thing is, if you only take one of those drugs and you're supposed to be taking them together and Mm -hmm. you just stop, that can trigger a manic episode or a psychotic break. So that's why a lot of people
0: are leaning towards that now. But also think about what if her I mean, it sucks, but what if her parents weren't so secretive about her mental illness And what if she was on a specific regimen of taking specific drugs at certain times, not taking them all in one pop? What if knowing which medication she took and knowing her schedule that would give a reasonable time of death?
2: Well, yeah, that was also argued, too, that maybe they think that, you know, there's one or two of them that she takes in the morning and one or two of them that she takes in the Mm -hmm. afternoon and she just kind of takes her medicine that way. But there wasn't enough blood in her system to fully find out if that's what she was doing. They just know that based on the amount of blood that she had, that there was only one that was present enough in her system. And the one that they found had already been metabolized. So she took it like a few hours before.
1: Well, also, was her stuff left in her room? Could they like find her like the... Case of pills. I don't know. if She does like the Monday through Friday pills. If she has, it just them all, said that
2: li- these were drugs that they knew were prescribed to her. So I, I assume like the bottles or something were in her room. S- With her body was just found her shoes, her clothes, and her watch.
1: So okay. just the
0: stuff that probably was but on her body.
1: I would assume by counting these pills, you would be able to tell what she took that day.
0: Not necessarily, because there are some medications that are prescribed where you have to you have to gauge how you're feeling and true depending on your psych they they actually recommend so if you have one type of pill that you're actually taking four of the one type of pill a day because the milligram dosage is so small
1: Mm, yeah didn't think about
0: that they i've actually seen some people have it prescribed to them that you know on monday you take four on tuesday you take one on wednesday you take three well because that's the the type that they need so counting those pills wouldn't do anything
1: well that's why i was asking it was like if she had one of the like little you know the little pill ones that normally the monday to friday the monday yeah i was the,
0: the individual ones i don't know if i would take that traveling with
1: me though oh i would I
0: <laughs> that's especially for how long she was traveling oh
1: true i guess time frame yeah And if she knows her schedule well enough. Okay.
2: Yeah, So that I don't know specifically what type of bottle she had her drugs in. It's not much (laughs) of the,
1: it's, it's more like, I, if you want to, I feel like if you want to argue it's drug uh, enticed, how she started asking acting i feel like you really have to rule out what was in her system versus what she still needed to take right and, and they
2: couldn't does, they couldn't do that because she he, just didn't have enough blood yeah to to test fully for that
0: keep in mind you're also talking about lapd which is notorious <laughs> for fucking up investigations
2: my bad my bad which that's true so okay moving on right moving so, on from drugs a rape kit was taken but it was never processed Um, because they yeah um, I'll, i'll get into that um the last two things about her autopsy um like evidence in her autopsy she had a rectal prolapse okay so that's why people are kind of upset that they never processed the rape kit yeah but Like, logic would tell me that that might be a normal thing to
1: happen during decomposition. (sighs) If I remember correctly, and I only remember, like, know this because it was, which cartoon did I watch and they talked about this? That when you die. You shit yourself? Yes. Yeah.
0: It was, But that's not the same as a rectal prolapse. A rectal prolapse is, for everyone who doesn't know, we're going to be saying the word rectal a lot. (laughs) I told you we'd be talking about butts. So a rectal prolapse is the muscles and fibers of the actual rectum holding it in place right at your anus, detach, and your actual rectum itself, so the very end portion of your large intestine, actually pops out your butt. That sounds disgusting. So I had a science teacher back in seventh or eighth grade. Yay. Who was super, super interesting. He had all these different kinds of jobs. One of his jobs was he was an EMT for a little while. He told us a story about a person who called 911 because they shit so hard. They were literally pooping out their rectum. Oh, my God. (laughs) So when he showed up. Obviously, they had to, like, try and push it back in, but it was so, like, enlarged. He he told us he sprinkled salt on it to shrivel it up like a slug and then pushed it back in their body.
1: I'm sorry, what? That's disgusting.
0: But that just goes to show you that that's another one of those things that we don't really know because a rectal prolapse can absolutely happen while you are pooping a healthy living adult but it also it really could be something that happened during decomp Mm -hmm.
2: so people think that that's like some kind of evidence that she might have been sodomized or something but okay maybe maybe not you know we don't know what's most important to me about her her autopsy and this is where it gets into the conspiracy end of it
1: Okay. Um,
2: one of her lungs was a hundred grams heavier than the other, and Crystal and I talked about this before. That maybe that that might be a normal thing because she was saying one of your lungs might just naturally be smaller than the other to accommodate your heart.
0: Yeah, your are Left lung is slightly smaller because in the chest cavity, your heart sits slightly to the left. Yeah. So your left lung is actually a little bit smaller to accommodate your heart. What's all up in there? Yeah. And I don't know if 100 grams is a normal amount to be different or...
1: I mean, I would almost... I guess it depends on the size of the person and how big their lungs are and the difference... But
0: also which lung was the one that was heavier. Because if yeah. it was the right lung that was heavier, cool, that's normal. Kay. But if it was the left lung that was heavier, something's wrong.
2: Yeah. It did say that it's it said which one in the um autopsy. Can we pause for a second so I can look that up?
1: I'm really interested about how this lung thing leads into a conspiracy. I'm <laughs> legitimately that's me like confused. What do lungs have to do with do with this? I don't know.
2: Okay. So the right lung was three hundred and fifty um what's the unit of measurement we're using? Grams. Grams, grams. yes. Um <laughs> the right lung was three hundred and fifty grams and the left lung was two hundred fifty. So that is probably normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, that yeah. sounds normal.
2: Um, but so before I get into why that was interesting to me. Yes. The autopsy took 5 months to be submitted. So they submitted this this autopsy report officially in June. It was June 18th, I believe. Okay. It was originally marked as undetermined cause of death. And then they crossed that out and wrote error and then they wrote they wrote it
1: in as accidental. Hmm. I mean if, no. Nope. okay, can't justify it. Yeah, I don't know why
2: it took so long. People are saying, well, maybe they had a big workload and all that. Yeah. But the thing is, like, this is such a well-known case that made, like, it made the news, right? So, like, you would think that they would put this, I guess, as I- a little more priority. I don't know. It took them a long time, though. And I think it's really weird that it was marked uh as... Undetermined
1: with an error and then marked as accidental. I mean, those things do take a long time. So, but I mean, that lung does seem a little excessive.
2: Yeah. So. I don't know. Hmm. About her lungs, right? Yes. There is a test for tuberculosis. The name of the test is Lam Elisa. Okay. Spelled exactly like her name. Just transposed backwards lamb elisa so i can't pronounce what lamb means but lamb is an antigen <laughs> that is uh, released from metabolically active or degrading bacterial cells during active tuberculosis infection and passes via the kidneys into the urine right okay yeah the elisa test is a test for a specific reaction between antigens, in this case, LAM antigen, and enzymes in order to diagnose certain diseases. So, this test was created to diagnose tuberculosis. And I can't find exactly when the LAM ELISA test specifically was created, but I just found that it was created before 2009. And mm-hmm. this happened in 2013. The ELISA test itself was created in 1971. So, there are, I guess, like, two tests that work, like, in conjunction with each other. Yeah, The LAM-ELISA test is only effective on patients who are currently infected by tuberculosis. So, it's not useful to conduct a test on patients who have just been exposed to TB to see if Mm. they could get it. The LAM-ELISA test is only about 50% accurate.
0: Well... So like, why the fuck are we even bothering with this test? Yeah,
1: you know, there's a fifty percent chance that it could work.
0: <laughs> right. I don't like those odds. Yeah, I don't like those <laughs>
1: odds.
2: The Lamalisa test costs between four hundred thirty-five and six hundred dollars per test for
1: tests that might be accurate, but it also might be not. It's like a fifty-fifty chance. Right.
2: Okay. The best way to incubate pathogens. And this is in quotes cuz it's it came from directly from this website, but I think they wrote it better than I could explain it. So, um the best way to incubate pathogens is providing the perfect environment such as water tanks that are not irradiated by the sunlight. Elisa Lam was missing for nearly 3 weeks, which is the perfect period to incubate the tuberculosis bacteria and transmit the disease through the water tank and into the drinking water an infection can cause a bloated tummy and internal bleeding which can be misunderstood as sexual assault as was the case with elisa lamb's autopsy report okay that so kind of makes sense the conspiracy here because this is skid row right yeah there's a lot of Transients in the area. They were actually doing extensive testing for tuberculosis in this area Mm -hmm. Around the time that she died So the idea is that the whole thing with Elisa Lam is is that it was to boost sales and boost the credibility of the test because if they know for a fact that more people that they're testing for tuberculosis actually have it before they test them then it makes the percentage of accuracy go up. That's
0: really messed up. So actually, this makes a lot of sense with how she was found. Going back to that NCBI article I read, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when people die and are either put in water or they die in water, the natural course for the body to take due to our natural anatomy, the way our bodies want to move, Mm -hmm. and the gases and things that develop in the body pretty much the body will always end up face down in like dead man's pose so basically your back is up your arms and legs dangle in the water elisa was found face up
1: which doesn't really make sense
0: but if if This conspiracy theory is correct. Her bloated stomach might be the reason the bloated stomach due to the tuberculosis bacteria Mm -hmm. might be enough to counteract the body's natural desire to go into dead man's pose. Yes. And it may have caused enough gas in her abdominal cavity to make that want to rise to the top instead of her back. Yeah.
1: Like a buoy. Buoy. Yeah.
2: Yes. So that's. That's the idea here is that she, a lot of people are saying like, oh, she was named after the test because like from birth they were training her to go do this or, you know, I don't know about all that. But the university that Elisa Lam attended in Vancouver houses a very large center for tuberculosis research.
1: That's kind of suspicious.
2: Especially when we don't actually know what she was going to school there for. Yeah. That's really interesting. Along with all this, it was actually discovered uh, somebody did the research on um, remember I said the last day that she was seen alive, there was, she went to a bookstore. It yeah. was called The Last Bookstore. Yeah. So, the bookstore uses a registrant privacy company, which is like a domain yeah. privacy company (laughs) (laughs) um they use this this registered privacy company for their website which is actually based in burnaby which is the suburb of vancouver that elisa was from which is interesting to me because this bookstore is in la yeah and burnaby is like not as far as i know like not a super big suburb but
0: yeah like we have we have People we're pretty close to that live in Vancouver and we went up there basically every weekend for several
2: years. I've never heard of Burnaby before. I haven't
1: either. Yeah. I've never been to Canada. So yeah, we literally went
2: there every weekend for like a few years and I've never heard of Burnaby before. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know how big it is.
1: Just a really big coincidence, guys. Come on. Just coincidence.
2: But what's even more of a coincidence is uh, the address given for this company is at a P.O. box in Burnaby. But the zip code is not accurate. The zip code that's listed for this P.O. box for this company is the zip code for the address of the cemetery where Elise is buried. That is... And it's not a typo either. I, I don't think that it's like a simple like fat finger typo because the zip code for the cemetery is v5g 3m1 okay the zip code for the company is v5h 4k2
1: not even close i was gonna say that that isn't close at all i don't know uh is that like a Canadian zip code because... Yeah, so our zip codes <laughs>
2: here are what, just five all, numbers? Yeah. yeah
1: So I don't know too much about Canadian zip codes but yeah. those seem very different.
2: Yeah, so I think just the zip codes, being that they're in a different country from us, the zip codes are formatted differently there. Well, yeah. But yeah, they, they're nowhere near the same. So I don't know why that is.
0: I mean, I'm also looking at a keyboard right now and all of the differences, like V5G3M1 versus V5H4K2, all of the differences are one key away from each other. So reasonably, it could be a fat finger, but that's... A lot of fat fingers. That's four fat fingers
1: in a row. And you don't notice it. Okay.
2: Right. I didn't notice that. I'm looking at it now. That's well, That is true, but
1: likely story.
2: How fat are your fingers? <laughs> <laughs> another another thing though, um, Ryan, I mentioned that she had a Tumblr page and yeah. she used to update this Tumblr page like quite often according to people that knew her, I guess. Um and uh, her Tumblr page was posting stuff after she disappeared. So, people don't know if because so there's there's a, there's a option on Tumblr when you go to post something that you can schedule posts and it'll okay. post at a certain time, like whenever you decide yeah, to post it. That so sense. people don't know if she had scheduled these posts out in the future or if somebody was posting on her behalf because I never found any information about her cell phone being found. I don't know if her phone was in her room. I don't know if they never found it. It wasn't with her body. So yeah. Well,
1: I mean, 2013, I would assume she had a phone.
2: Yeah, well, because she was calling her parents every yeah, day. Yeah,
1: but you pay phones really aren't a thing, never mind. Yeah.
2: She had been posting about taking vacation like on her Tumblr before she left for her vacation. Yeah. But L.A. was never an actual scheduled stop on her itinerary.
1: Which is weird if she was going somewhere you think i mean yeah. if she was really active on social media can you find her tumblr page at all or is um, it like gone
2: to be honest i didn't look for it
1: Do i mean
2: you
0: did I, mean, I didn't i mean i can look
2: yeah i i didn't look for it i didn't think about actually looking on her tumblr page for some reason i feel like it would be really eerie to see oh actually
1: it well it would be interesting what it was posting in after so like
2: like if it's related to her trip or yeah if
1: it's related to the trip then i would almost say maybe it was scheduled but then again how could you schedule something that i mean like talk about something that hasn't quite happened yet
2: right it'd be i don't know if chris will be able to find her tumblr page and see like what's on it but um yeah it it was said that she was
0: oh shit so i'm actually looking at her tumblr right now so she went missing in january to february 2013 there are posts that go out to december 2013 on her tumblr page no way yeah
2: so what do those posts look like in comparison to things she posted before she went missing
0: that's gonna take more work yeah (laughs) but just looking at it right now So she has posts. I mean, she has a lot of posts from March when she was already dead. She had already been found. And then it looks like. They kind of taper off, huh? They taper off ridiculously. So there's a bunch in February 2013. There's four from March 2013. Three from April 2013. One from June 2013. One December 2013.
2: Interesting. Hmm. No, I used to have a Tumblr, and I used to schedule my <laughs> posts out. But I never scheduled my posts out. What like almost a whole year in advance? That seems
1: way too. Yeah,
2: I mean that's that's weird to me. But I, pe- everybody does stuff different. Maybe so she I got know. hacked. Who knows? Maybe um, but she um, like I said, she she never had scheduled. LA like on her itinerary and I don't know what exactly that means If but it, w- it was said that she had posted a couple of things like alluding to possibly going to LA so I don't <clears> know <throat> if that was text posts or if that was like pictures of just stuff in LA or
0: yeah. what. So I'm just I'm sitting here while we're talking looking at her Tumblr page her tagline on her Tumblr page is this quote and it's actually a little creepy to me so it's a Chuck Palahniuk. How do you Pal-l-n-ick. say Palinik. Palinik. It's a Chuck Palanick quote. And it says, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life, which seems kind of creepy to me
1: that that does.
0: Um, okay,
2: so she didn't waste her life because she was part of a huge government conspiracy to boost the sales of a tuberculosis <laughs> test, I guess. I mean... Yeah. And I was thinking, too, that that's why she didn't register for class that year. She didn't Mm -hmm. register for school for 2013 yet because she knew already that
1: she was going to die. I don't know. Maybe she didn't know she was already going to die. Maybe she really thought, like, oh, I'm going to go travel and I don't know when I'm going to be back. Because I guess I've had friends who have gone to, like, Europe and didn't schedule school for the like next a
2: one-way type of i'll come back when i come back yeah
1: thing. yeah and they were gone for like over six months six months ish or whatever so maybe she thought she was just going to be gone longer she didn't want to like be super committed to school i don't know i ain't hurt
2: <laughs> yeah i mean so when i was looking stuff up for this it was i just got more questions
1: This does seem really questionable just because of, like, how the timing of when she disappeared and just how long it took for them to find her and then how she was found is just weird. Yeah. And the state of her body, I feel like, is still weird.
2: Yeah, you know, and I, I didn't even think about it until Crystal said something that, like, generally when you <laughs> decompose in water, that you won't usually be found face up like that. Yeah. But I don't know if that has, because she also didn't have blood, but she had all this weird gelatinous brown fluid inside of her. So I don't know if that has something to do with how she was floating.
0: I think the fluid in her stomach makes sense because part of decomposition is, like... I think it's within the first couple days after you die, your organs like the acid inside your stomach, like the the lining of your stomach that's so supposed gross. to protect yourself from that acid actually starts breaking down. Same thing with like your gallbladder. Like one of the and your appendix, one of the reasons that It's such a big deal when things happen with your organs is because there is this absolute bile that is stored inside your organs that can kill you if it
1: gets out. In your gallbladder,
2: right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's really bad if something happens to it. Yeah. (laughs) So. So
2: yeah, that was uh Elisa Lamb tuberculosis
0: conspiracy. That's actually really interesting. I've never heard the tuberculosis take on this case before.
2: Well, a lot of people like to focus on the elevator video and just say that it's some supernatural shit with the traveling between dimensions. And, uh, no, it
0: doesn't seem like that. Yeah. Do we know, was she on the autism spectrum? Um, I don't know. There's something that people on the spectrum do when they're overwhelmed I can't remember what is, it might be called flapping. That Like, like the nervous tick like yeah, she yeah, was yeah, doing yeah.
2: in the video where she was flapping her arms around? Yeah,
0: it's a common thing for people on the spectrum to do when they're overwhelmed or overstimulated. It's how they get the extra energy out. And I'm wondering if maybe she was on the spectrum and that was one of her coping mechanisms.
2: Maybe. That might make sense. Especially if she was having an episode and she didn't really know how to like calm herself down otherwise but that's a normal thing for when when you're having when you're having like a manic episode there's people have these certain types of
0: tics and stuff it's actually really common when you're taking antipsychotics to develop those flapping tics too good to know yeah that, that, that i did not know I didn't know that. Yeah, (laughs) I I
2: just knew that it was a, a, I don't know, sign of when you're having a break. Because she was, like, rubbing her forearms together, which is, like, not something that you would normally do. Yeah. Unless it's just, like, a nervous tick.
0: Yeah, or, like, I saw one person on Reddit mention it looked like she was having a panic attack, which is another time when the the I'm going to call it flapping because I think that might be what it's called. Yeah. But like those motion ticks, that's another time where it's kind of normal. So people
2: that don't believe in the whole tuberculosis thing also think that maybe a hotel staff member had murdered her because she went out on the fire escape Um, because I guess so there's an internal stairway, right, that leads up to the roof. Yeah. Um, with an alarm system on it. And uh, I totally should have mentioned this earlier. But the remember I mentioned there was a, there was a guy that did his little own type of investigation. The yeah. guy that found it was open already. Mm-hmm. The tank was open on the roof. So he went two ways. He went up on the roof through the, the fire escape, if I remember correctly. And then he also went through the internal stairwell. Mm-hmm. Which is supposed to have an alarm when he went through the internal stairwell up to the roof, the alarm was disabled. Like,
1: the alarm did not go off. I mean, but I feel like you have to actually, like, go up there to, like, know that. Maybe she did think it was an alarm. And to get up on the roof, she did take the stairwell. Right. Or. Or, She was running away from somebody. Or
2: a hotel staff member who did not know that the alarm did not work wanted to take her up there that way. Hmm. Because my whole thing is like, okay, sure, right? She, let's say, for the sake of argument, that this was a whole government conspiracy to do with tuberculosis. Why was she naked? And how did all that grit get in her
0: clothing? But also, if she's going to climb up in the water tank naked, if it's me and I'm choosing to complete suicide via drowning myself i don't think i'm going to take the time to throw my clothing and my watch and everything in the tank and then climb in after it i don't think i'm going to strip myself i'm definitely not going to climb in naked and then reach out for my clothes and drag them in with me
2: (laughs) well she wouldn't have been able to reach that far anyways because of how big the tanks were
1: yeah i mean Maybe. Okay. So this is just my idea with how if she ended up like with the uh video of her, maybe she was having a panic and because she was in a different elevator, maybe she thought that elevator would take her to the r- roof.
2: Oh, because what if it was a service elevator? Yeah. And, like so, she knew it was a service yeah, elevator. Yeah. So what that's if a good point.
1: that's what it was? And then she was nervous because maybe something was, she was supposed to go on the roof for whatever reason she was maybe she thought she was meeting somebody there maybe she thought she was going to go there maybe she was intending to like commit suicide or something and she's having a panic attack because of kind of what her where her mind's going or whatever but then she i don't know she makes it up on the roof somehow and things go a lot in a different direction than what she thought they were going to go and somebody maybe like if she was going to go meet somebody they killed her or if she was committing suicide, maybe she just really did, like, just snap and take off her clothes and jump in the water tank. Your brain does weirder things.
2: Yeah, you know, your brain does a lot of weird things, like, especially if you are actually having a break. Yeah. Sometimes you do stuff that doesn't make sense to other people. But yeah. in the moment, it makes sense to you, Yeah. right? I just...
1: I don't know for me to like think about like the events that could have happened like especially if you really do want to take the elevator into consideration maybe it was just like a panic attack or whatever and she was trying to get to the roof maybe she did climb up the stairwell because somebody told her that's the way to go and maybe somebody went with her I don't they didn't I don't know if they looked for anybody else. Uh
2: people were asked about her. Every single person said that she was always alone.
1: She was always alone. So Yeah.
2: So I mean that doesn't mean that she didn't meet somebody there and she just wasn't really seen with them. But everybody, the hotel staff, the lady at the bookstore, everybody said she was always she was
0: traveling alone the whole time. Which is just so unsafe. So unsafe. So I just want because I know We're talking about a United States conspiracy and people are rolling their eyes at us right now. I just want to really quickly mention that it is not unheard of for the United States to give people diseases. And I actually I want to invite Jane back to help us with this one. Because if no one has heard of the Tuskegee study, I want to do an episode on the Tuskegee
2: I would love to be here for that episode because uh, that gets me extremely
0: heated. (laughs) (laughs) So just saying that it is not outside the realm of possibility that the United States would be giving people tuberculosis. Yeah.
1: I mean, that makes like I'm not trying to rule that out, but because maybe she did have it. And that's kind of what was going on in the end and it would it's a good place to commit suicide
2: i literally tried so hard to look up autopsies of like tuberculosis victims as oh, well that go and try to try to compare them <laughs> to her like body. side by side with how she was found and anything with a tuberculosis i'm not good at googling stuff though i'll mm. be honest so I had some trouble so I didn't include that in this because I couldn't I couldn't make connections so
1: yeah but I mean if it was like a common area for them and they were just trying to do test and it was like a test area almost I mean and then if that's in the water wow she just affected however many people are drinking that water
0: plus you're thinking of when When the U.S. does this kind of stuff, they always focus on populations they deem as less important. Yeah. And you're talking about Skid Row with all the transients. They don't care about those people.
1: Yeah. That's kind of why I'm like, I mean.
2: Additionally, though, I did not find any information about the people that were staying at the hotel that were making the complaints about the water.
1: You would think they would probably need to get tested for everything. So (laughs) I don't
2: know if those people that were staying at the hotel making the complaints about the water got tested I don't like they're not mentioned by name there I don't know what happened with them so poor people right they drank decomposed body water that is I
1: don't okay we're done with that because I don't want to think about it that just makes my Mm -mm. yuck
0: nope I'd I'd be interested in hearing what other people have to think about this case
1: yeah definitely it's a good conspiracy case just because of all the different parts really weird parts
2: yeah, so that that was it. That was all I had for that.
0: Well, thanks. I I thought all the history of the Cecil Hotel was really interesting. I know a lot of weird shit happened there. I just never really dug deep into it. So that was kind mm-hmm. of nice to get background on.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that was good. I enjoyed it. Mm. Really interesting. Hm. Don't
0: forget to tell your friends about us.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm used to... The person who says the episode did say that.
0: I don't I don't know if we ever really have a set no nope. way we do that. I'm guys. new
2: here and I don't know how to do that. So I was just waiting for someone <laughs> to fill the silence. So
0: Well, uh keep sharing us with your friends. We really appreciate it. Uh subscribe. Rate.
1: Like review.
0: Yes. You guys, give us
1: some reviews, please. Come on. <laughs> I will sick Crystal after you. <laughs> Nobody wants she's, that. She's a lot scarier Especially than I am. me,
0: because I'm lazy bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, follow us. That'd be cool. Thanks. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, you know, hopefully by the time this episode airs, we will actually have a website up and running. At the time we're recording this, I'm reasonably close. So... Let's say, you know, if you're listening to this episode, go check out (gasps) alternativeinterestpodcast.com.
1: Yay, because our website is legit. Crystal did such a good job, and it looks beautiful. It is hard as fuck to set up a website, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But you can also check us out on Instagram. At alternativeinterestpodcast. And then also, you can look at our Facebook page and like us there and rate us.
0: Yeah, share us with your friends that's that's all i got
1: yeah oh email us too with fun things stories
0: yeah um if the the website is up and running we actually have a case suggestion link and if you want us to cover anything specific you can fill out that and we
1: will put it on our list yeah because that'd be dope crystal's a genius so anyway thanks for listening we'll see you next time guys
2: bye